This message was recorded live at the Ark Church in Conroe, Texas. Praise God. Let's lift up our Bibles. Here's our tradition. This is my Bible. It's God's Word to me. It strengthens me. It refreshes me. It's medicine to me. I love to read my Bible. Yes, amen. Praise God. Well, I'm going to start off with a familiar scripture, uh, and I'm going to read it out of a, uh, a different translation tonight because I'm going to use a spe- just one particular word that's really going to kind of <clears throat> frame the rest of the teaching, and um, it's out of uh, it's Isaiah 53, um, and tonight I'm starting with 3 through 5, and I'm reading it out of the Isaac Eliezer a translation, you may not have heard of this one. This is an older one. He lived in the 1800s, and he was an American Jewish rabbi. And his translation of the Old Testament is from the traditional readings of the Hebrew Scriptures. So it's very accurate and very, um, you know, very uh, Old Testament Hebrew. Uh, you know, it's taken from that. So it's very, very clear as to what this meaning uh, this scripture uh, out of the Hebrew language uh, really is strong. So if you will follow along in your, your Bibles, I'll just read it out of uh, this one. Uh, this is referring to the Messiah, who, is, who we know is our Lord Jesus. It's verse 3 of Isaiah 53. It says, He was despised and shunned by men, a man of pains and acquainted with disease. And as one who hid his face from us, was he despised, and we esteemed him not. But only our diseases did he bear, himself, himself, and pains he carried, while we indeed esteemed him, esteemed him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. Yet he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and through his bruises was healing granted to us. And that's the word that I want to kind of put out there tonight it's a little bit different healing was granted to us and I looked that up I just love to study what all these words mean but I just looked this one up uh, I looked it up in the um, in the Bible and in the concordance but I also looked it up in the, the uh, Noah Webster 1828 dictionary which is American dictionary but it was he has he uses scriptures he has very accurate definitions taken from from uh, the Hebrew and the Greek but it means to hand something over to someone, transferred, bestowed upon someone. So it's a, um, <clears throat> as healing was granted to you, the Lord handed it over to you. So this is something, do you get a picture of something that has to be received into your hands as he's handed it over? It's sitting there waiting for us to take it. And, uh, but it was handed over to us, and it was transferred to, you can kind of say to our, and grant, a grant is a legal term as well. I mean, you, you, we hear about people having grants of something, that it's, it's something free. It doesn't cost a person anything, and this is what the Lord did for us with our healing. It's, it's totally, he paid for it, and it's ours, but it was granted to us. So uh, as we um, go through the teachings tonight, I just want to... Uh, 
ask you to really keep that on your heart, that healing was, has been granted to you. It's something that belongs to you. It's something that has been put in your hands, so to speak, if you will. But we have to receive it, of course, and take it as our own personal possession. It can be sitting there, but uh, we have to make it ours. But it was handed over to us, and it's, a, it's really a gift. So it's everything that, that the Lord has provided for us and that you know joy brought that out beautifully in that box last week about you know salvation it's part of the package of salvation healing is a part of that and um so just make that something very real to you it belongs to you it is yours it has your name on it so to speak it came in the package of salvation The word salvation in the, uh, in the Greek is sozo, and it means to save, to heal, cure, rescue from danger or destruction, and deliver. So this is all a part you can see. Um, it, it so involves our physical bodies, our spirits, our minds. It's, it's, a, whole, it's a complete uh, provision for our well-being, everything that we need in life, not just, you know, a lot of... Uh, beliefs are that, okay, Jesus died for us, he rose from the dead, and we have heaven to look forward to. And that is so true, and how, what a wonderful thing to look forward to. But he didn't, uh, he didn't make it where, you know, he just didn't leave us helpless down here and hopeless in this world that we have all kinds of stuff that we deal with, and we know with what the, the world has dealt with these last couple of years. We know healing is something that we need to get really strong in because we don't know what's up ahead. <laughs> But we're going to be prepared. You've been coming to healing class, and you're going to be prepared. But uh, salvation produces soundness of mind and body. It's a total well-being of our, of our existence. Uh, and it, and uh, well-being is a word that is connected with the word peace. The word peace in the Bible uh, means well-being, a total well-being. It means wholeness and completeness and uh, soundness, nothing missing, nothing broken. So that is a beautiful, beautiful description of what he provided for us and granted to us with salvation. Jesus told the women, woman with the issue of blood, we've talked about that a lot in here. Uh, and I was looking at the picture, I had it framed that uh, Richard and Tina brought back some little copies of a picture uh, when they went to Israel. <clears throat> and it has the woman... Uh, reaching out to touch the, the hem of Jesus' garment. It's just such a beautiful reminder of, of healing and what he provided for us, and I love it. I just, and it's, we love this story. We've, we've gone over this story so many times, and th when they saw that in the museum or wherever you went, they said, we know this story. So <laughs> that made me happy because this is a key story of healing in the Bible, in the New Testament. We're going to go over it in a minute. But he said, uh, Jesus told the woman, <clears throat> when she had received her healing, he said, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. So there's the word peace again. Go in well-being, you know, just completeness in your physical body. Nothing missing, nothing broken. But he used that word peace. So uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about that. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Um, and that's, that's his will for us, to go in peace to receive healing and be at peace, well-being, soundness, completeness, wholeness in our beings and in our lives, our whole lives. It's supposed to touch every part of us. <clears throat> Jesus told the woman with the issue of blood, and if you want to turn there, it's Mark 5. 
and I'm going to read it, and then I'm going to go over uh, some points because it, it just has such an amazing uh, picture of the, prog- uh, the progress of her healing. So we'll, we'll go there in a minute. But let's just read it. It starts uh, Mark 5. Start with verse 25. It says, Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had, was nothing better, but weather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, If I may but touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned about in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, You see the multitude thronging you, and you you say, Who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. I'm going to go over step by step what took place here. Okay. She heard of Jesus. When she heard of Jesus, she had to hear that he was a healer, that he was doing miracles, that there were things happening, that people were being set free, delivered, healing, because she began to have hope. It starts out with hope. Hope is an expectation. Ooh, maybe I can be healed. I've had this affliction for all these years, and the doctors cannot do anything. I don't have any money left. Maybe Jesus is my answer. But she had a hope, and that's what you get in here when you first come to healing class. You get a hope, and that's an expectation. One definition is a favorable expectation. So that means you can go beyond just hope. The next step would be faith. Faith is a confidence in in what uh, the Bible says, a trust there, something that you can uh, act on and receive something from the Lord. And as you watch this, what happened here? First, she heard She heard of the healings because she began to have hope for healing. And uh, I I just put this in, this is my little thought about her, that uh, I can be healed too. And then an excitement. An excitement is is uh, an expression of faith. If you learn that you have been sick for just all these years, or if you've been sick just for a little while, and that there is is a, a way through Jesus to be healed and set totally free, I mean, that's going to excite you, isn't it? <laughs> to me, that's just, that's just such a beautiful thing that the Lord has done for us, that uh, excitement is a part of faith. So just getting excited about that, and that's what happened with her, I feel, because faith began to arise in her because she began to express her faith in words. She said, if I can but touch his garment, I shall be healed. In Mark's, uh, is it, no, it's not, it's Matthew's, we're in Mark. Matthew's uh, uh, account of this says that she touched the hem of his garment. And in Luke's account, he says she touched the border. So the hem would mean she was kind of, she had to get down pretty low uh, to, to press in. And there was a throng. I mean, there were people pushing on Jesus, and the crowd was pushing. It was probably very, 
uncomfortable for her because she had been so sick for so long, probably didn't feel like doing this at all. And sometimes when you receive your healing and you're pressing in there, you don't feel like doing it. It would be so much easier to sit down and nurse your wounds, so to speak, <laughs> to just pamper yourself and uh, feel so much better to just sit here and, be, you know, relax. No, it's a fight of faith. It takes grit for you to press in and take what Jesus has provided. Be, you have to be tough. You have to be tough. And you press through, and this is what she did. She had to press through, and I think she probably had to kind of crawl underneath people's legs and, and keep an eye on the, on the, on the rabbi's uh, garment because he's, he was a rabbi, so he had a certain uh, garment on that had tassels on it. Those tassels represented the word of God. Every one was a scripture, represented a scripture. And so that's what historians say that's probably what she grabbed a hold of, the word. She touched him. And she touched that word. And that's what we do. We don't have an actual thing to hold on to as far as something physical. But we grab a hold of the word. And it will not fail us. You, we will have results like she did. And she began to express her faith in words. If I can but touch his clothes, I shall be made whole. So that was her faith speaking. One, one, one of the accounts says she said it within herself. But, but another one says she just said it. So she probably was murmuring it in her heart. Then she spoke it out with her mouth. I'm just going to press in until I touch him. And if I do, she had that excitement. I'm going to touch him touch his garment, and I'll be made whole. She had that faith expressed, and she continued the movement. She continued to press through the crowd, and then when she touched him, she took her healing. She took her healing at that time. Virtue power went out of Jesus. He recognized it. He felt it, and it left his body, and he said, who touched me? Because he felt the touch of faith. I want you to know faith excites Jesus. Faith excites God. It really does. When I hear faith in someone, when I feel, see faith in someone, it excites me because I know that they've connected with God and they're going to get something good. So your faith is so precious. The Bible talks about that. It's more precious than gold. It is a precious thing in God's eyes. And it says that without it, you cannot even please God. He's just looking for faith all the time. He said, where's faith? I'm going towards faith. So if you want to have the Lord really move towards you <laughs> with something, you know, whether it's healing or whatever your need is. You've got to have faith. He loves you. This is the way he set it up. He's a faith God. Everything is, operates in faith. He started the creation of the world was with his words of faith. So this is how he's operated all through these hundreds and hundreds of years, and he will through eternity. He's a faith God. This is what, this is what causes him to move and to do something in people's lives. And verse 29 says, <clears throat> immediately, something that I wanted to share with you, immediately with her was she felt that it was that she was healed. Immediately, she, she felt something change. It may not always be immediately that you feel something when you believe God for healing. But if you receive by faith, you've got it immediately. Immediately you receive it. And, that, and you've got it then. That's, it doesn't matter what takes place and transpires out here right away. But if you've received it by faith, it's immediate in his eyes. And you can, 
you can be assured he's watching over that word. He will perform it in your life. He wants you to make it all the way through like this woman. She just kept pressing. She kept moving. She used her words. She used her body. She used her determination. Determination is huge where faith is concerned. We have to be, I'm not quitting. I'm digging my heels in. I see this promise in the word. I'm going to have this and nothing's stopping me. I'm not going to quit. And you just keep going forward and going forward and going forward. You push like she did. And God's power is going to be there and change the situation. But he heard you and he's, he's answered you, whether you see the answer right away or not. He has because he answers faith. The power was necessary to heal her. And her faith was necessary to demand a, uh, to demand a, um, make a demand on the power. She made a demand on the power. Both were needed, but Jesus put her faith even before the power, because she, if she hadn't had the faith, it wouldn't have made a draw on that power. So I, I want to really. Uh, of course, we always focus on faith in here. But the power of God is something we need to be aware of. It'll help your faith to recognize when I believe God, power begins to work in me. It's working in me. And that would be a wonderful, wonderful thing for you to do when you are standing for your healing. The power of God is at work in me. It's at work in me. Recognize that power moves when we, when we um, express our faith. When we move in our faith, the power moves to us. It's, it's, it's wonderful, and it will change so much. Eventually, if not right away, I've had both. I've had things I've had to stand for, you know, <laughs> and just keep standing. But I've had things that happen immediately. Both are just the immediate things are really fun. But you know what? The ones that I stand and have to keep on pressing, those are good for me. My faith gets stronger then. My faith muscles, so to speak, are exercised. All right, in order for the power to do its work, her faith had to be active. So remember that word too, an active faith. There can be a, a dormant faith because there, there was, an, uh, there was a uh, man in the Bible that um, I believe Peter recognized he had faith to be healed, but he was just sitting there. He had some faith, but he hadn't done any moving. He, hasn't, he hadn't uh, made a, you know, put any action forth. You have to have corresponding actions to faith. You cannot say, well, I've got faith to be healed, and you, you could have some faith to be healed. But if you never act on that, if you never put any corresponding actions to that, you won't see the healing that God has for you. So action is so important. That's in the book of James. Let me turn over there right quick. Verse 26 is for the, as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works or action is dead also. So just get the picture. A dead body, nothing there. <laughs> Can't do anything. Faith without action, nothing's happening. It's important. Start with your words. Once you believe that you received your healing, that's a step saying that. I believe that I receive my healing. 
that's a start with your mouth. And then you have to continue to progress. You can say, you know, keep your mouth working there, but also other actions as well. And you'll know what you can do. First um, Corinthians 2, talking about the power. <clears throat> I love it when I run upon a scripture that I really haven't, it hasn't really popped in me before. I mean, I saw this one a few years ago, I think, or maybe a year or two ago, and I thought, whoa, I haven't really focused on that. First Corinthians 2, 4 and 5. <clears throat> This is Paul speaking. He said, my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and a power that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. We need faith in the power, the power of God. That word is an amazing word. It's a dunamis. There are several different power words. One means authority. Uh, which we will have an, illust an illustration of that later. But this one means dunamis power. It's where we get the word dynamite from. Just that power just really changes things. Dynamite will change something and destroy something. The power of God makes things right and, and gives life and, and changes the molecular structure in your body that has been off or whatever. I'm not a, you know, I'm not a medical person, but it changes something. And that doesn't, isn't that exciting? I mean, when you receive and believe that your healing is working in you, that power is at work in you. It's changing something. It's putting things back into the right place where it needs to be, or it's, it's restoring something. It's delivering you of something. It's wonderful to know that the part that we have is, is, um, you know, our responsibility is just taking his word, believing this word, having the faith in this word to know that it's going to do what it said it would do. By the stripes of Jesus, healing has been granted to you. By the stripes of Jesus, you have been healed. As we take those, those provisions and those, those promises and those statements of fact, really, that's what that is. This is a fact. He did it. And what we do is we receive it, knowing that at that moment, when we receive it by faith, God's power moves on the scene, and he begins to do something. We have our part, and he always has his part. His part, oh, my goodness, wonderful power, the power of God. He hasn't changed. You know, when, when we see, if you go through Scripture and you begin to just underline or write on a little piece of paper or something where it talks about the power of God and what it did and how they, how they uh, in, you know, the apostles and the disciples, how they expected this to be a part of what they did. They expected God to do his part with his power moving in on the scene. You can't do anything to uh, do his part, so to speak. All you do is walk in faith and do like the woman with the issue of blood expect, press through, touch, get your words lined up with the scripture and, and do what the scripture says and line your words up. Do not speak the negative. Do not speak doubt. Do not speak unbelief. It will get you nowhere. Keep it lined up with the word of God. I don't care what your body's screaming and telling you. This isn't working. I feel bad. I feel worse than I did before. Shut it down. Just say no. That's not how it is. 
how it is is what the word says. This word is truth. I believe this word. This is truth. No matter what my body is screaming, this will line up because the power of God's working in me and it will affect that healing and a cure and it's dynamite power. It is, I just love power. I just think the power of God is so, it thrills me because he's on my side and he's for me and he's in me and we're together in this and he does his part and he's faithful. All of these things we need to remind ourselves of because the enemy's out there telling you all kinds of other things. This is where you need to shut him down and say, no, 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 mm -mm. I'm sticking with this and I'm in here for the long haul. He always causes me to triumph in Christ. I like one definition, I mean, one uh, translation says, I always win. And that's what we need to be, the words out of our mouth when we're in these battles. And it's a battle. It's a battle. This woman with the issue of blood had a battle. She pushed. She, you know, she had to do some things that were uncomfortable. She was not even supposed to be in that crowd. She probably could have been stoned. But she, she just said, I'm going after it. And praise God, she got it. And he said, daughter, your faith made you well. Go in peace, well-being. And I, t I know that she stayed well. She received a a portion of his power that just totally changed her life. All right, that power will transform your body, and that's what we're, we just leave it up to him. That's what we leave up to him, but we, we are thankful for that, and just let him do what he needs to do. I want to look at another uh, story in the, the Gospels that talks about the power of God. This one always tickles me. I love this story in the book of Luke, chapter 5, and I will read some scriptures and then we'll go back and just talk about what's going on here. Verse 17, <clears throat> now it happened on a certain day as he, Jesus, was teaching, there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. There it is. There it is. The power was present. Jesus was there. The power was present to heal them. It was present. And we had a man that heard about him being in that, in that house. And he couldn't get through the door. There was another crowd. He said, uh, verse 18, Then behold, men brought on a bed. It's really in a bed. It's a, it, if you think about our beds, he would have rolled off of that thing. But these are, it was like a, you know, a blanket or something carried on the corners. And they, there were four of them that bore him into this place. So they, one had each of a corner, each had a corner. But he was paralyzed. He had the palsy. He was paralyzed. So he was totally helpless, but he had some friends who believed with him. And you need faith friends. You just need faith friends. If you have doubt and unbelief talk to you about your friends, you need to have some new friends. You need to love those friends, but say, you know, I need some people that will help me. And iron will sharpen iron. I need to be around people that are going to encourage me, and I want to encourage them when they need it. That's what we need because we, we uh, doubt and unbelief really are detrimental to our faith and if we hear that all the time it's it it pulls on us and it wears on us and I was talking to someone the other day and in a really tough situation 
what she's surrounded with. And I said, oh, goodness, <laughs> let's pray. I believe the Lord's going to help you and get you out of this uh, negative environment because it really, really was, uh, it's, it's detrimental to her well-being and her health. <clears throat> so it's important that we are around people who believe like we do. But they could, uh, they brought him on a bed and uh, he was paralyzed and they sought to bring him in and lay him before Jesus. And when they could not find how they might bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the housetop and let him down with his bed through the tiling into the midst before Jesus. And I get tickled over this because uh, Mark's account says they broke up the tiling. You just imagine Jesus is sitting there in the house. There's a bunch of... Um, religious people sitting around um, and the tile begins to, you know, tiling begins to um, break apart and dust falls and I'm sure Jesus looked up and I'm sure he had to recognize faith. It, he had to smile. I, I just, I believe he sat there and just smiled at what was going on and because he saw this crippled man coming down and surely he knew that they were coming down, bringing him down to uh, be healed but they let him down and it said when Jesus saw their faith and uh, what did he see he saw their actions he saw what they were doing he saw their their uh, boldness he saw their courage he saw their determination these are all attributes of faith this is a part of faith we have to have some Grit, as I said earlier, we have to have grit in us. We have to say, I see this is mine, and I will not be denied. I'm going to go after this healing. I'm going to get this healing, and I'm going to be victorious. And then next time, I'll get it again. And it's not just for one time that you're in here to learn about healing. Whatever you're dealing with in your body, this is a life issue. And just say, I'm determined to be a person who walks in health. I'm determined to be a, a person that every time the devil tries to put sickness on me, that I stand up boldly in his face and I say, no, you don't. That does not belong to me. Jesus purchased these bodies and he paid such a price for us to have healing and wholeness and well-being and peace in this life, to have just that all the full uh, full salvation that we are when we are up against a situation with the enemy that is um, oppressive we can be delivered out of that or if we have like I said if something comes upon you that you know that's just that doesn't feel good well don't wait and you know until you just under the weather, so to speak. <laughs> Don't get under this. Don't get under this. Stand up boldly and say, no, that's not mine. Jesus paid for me not to have that. So I'm resisting that. I'm saying, no, you may not. I'm not receiving that. That's one thing that you have to really, really be keen about, knowing what to resist and what to receive. Uh, and we recognize the ploys of the enemy. We're, we recognize his devices. Sicknesses and disease is such a device of the enemy. It comes to kill, still and destroy. John 10, 10 tells us that. So let's recognize it quick. I like what Peter says. <clears throat> he says, we resist him at the onset. That means immediately when you feel like something's wrong, something doesn't feel right. I feel this pain. 
well, stop that pain. Get off of me, devil. <laughs> no, I'm not having that pain. That does not belong to me. In the name of Jesus, stop it. You know, we have uh, the authority in the name of Jesus to stand against anything that's negative, anything that's oppressive, anything that's just tries to take away our joy and our any part of life. Uh, we have the authority in the name of Jesus to withstand against all those things. And Ephesians 6 says, having done all stand, so we stand. That, that word actually means resist. We resist the things of the enemy. We receive the things of God. If it's good, that's from my God. Healing is good. It's from my God, and I'm taking only healing. And, it, and then it's like I said, <laughs> it's something that you have to be have grit. <laughs> that word just stays with me. You have to be tough to say, no, I'm, I'm walking in victory. I am walking in victory. I, heard, I read this, uh, uh, someone who teaches on healing said one time, and I wrote it down, says, if you believe you will act, we will act. We will not just uh, be passive. You will act like, mm, I'm, I believe, I believe that I've received my healing. This healing was granted to me. It's part of my package of salvation. I'm receiving it, and um, I'm going to act like it's so. Sometimes... Acting like it's so is, is a challenge, but you got to. You got to. You have to just keep on keeping on. You know, I, I don't believe I'm talking to uh, babies in here, baby Christians. I believe you have some maturity in you, so you can take some stronger stuff, some meat, and that's what I'm giving you, some meat tonight. And uh, a simple a cup of milk is like, Jesus wants you well. Hey, that's a good cup of milk. That's that's milk from the word, but the meat is learning how to fight a fight of faith and win. Fight a fight of faith and win. I know Joy and I were walking out of prayer the other day, and I said, Joy, you know, I want a good grade when I get to heaven. I didn't make too good grades in school. I want an A when I get to heaven. <laughs> and she said, yes, I, I want some, what did you say, some Extra credit. What can I do, Lord, to get some extra credit? So I want him to look at me and say, well done. And I know you do too. So let's be fighters. Let's be faith people and just say, okay, Lord, I did everything I knew to, to win in life. And he provided everything he needed to for us to win in life. So uh, anyway, we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And uh, we keep speaking what God's word says. And we are, we're going to overcome. But I mentioned earlier that the determination uh, is so important. Um, so let me, I'm sorry, I'm just kind of getting away. They were determined. <laughs> but I want to read the rest of this. Uh, they were determined and they got him before Jesus and he saw their faith. And he said, man, your sins are forgiven you. As I thought about this today, I believe he said, Man, your sins are forgiven you. It's like, wow, look what y'all did to get here because of the faith you had that I would heal. So, so there are some times that sin will open a door to the enemy and he can put some, some kind of sickness on you. That's not the case every time. But just make sure that we live in a way that we stay clean before the Lord. You know, be quick to repent. Be quick to ask forgiveness. Be quick to forgive others. Walk in love. Do the best we can. And we have the help of the Holy Spirit. He did not leave us without comfort. And that comfort is the Holy Spirit who helps us with everything.
and he's, he's a good helper. He's a good standby person. He's a good person. He's a good being that uh, just walks with you, and he's there every step of the way. What you need, he'll help you with it. But he, he forgave the sins, uh, and uh, the scribes and the Pharisees had, a, you know, they pitched a fit about that, of course. But uh, they said, who can forgive sins but God alone? And that's true. God does forgive sins. And, uh, and they were talking to God, and they didn't realize what, what was going on. But Jesus perceived their thoughts, and he said unto them, Why are you reasoning in your heart? Which is easier, to say your sins are forgiven you, or to say rise up and walk? Has anybody ever had to ask the Lord for sins forgiven? Forgive me, Lord. Everybody, I think. You're not perfect. So <laughs> I know you have. You've, had to add, you've made a mistake. Lord, forgive me. Was that easy? You received your forgiveness from him, and you just went on your way thanking the Lord that the blood of Jesus washed you. It's just as easy to, to get healed. He said, which is easier? They're both easy. I forgave your sins. I can heal your body. Just receive it from me and go on your way. Isn't that the sweetest thought? We don't worry. don't fret. We trust him. Wow. He's an awesome God. You know this scripture. We're not going to turn there, but uh, Acts 10, 38. He went about doing, Jesus went about doing good, healing all the oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Or God, God anointed him with the Holy, Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. So he had power as he walked the earth. He's the same. He hasn't changed. Hebrews 13, 8 says, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. So his power is the same here. And that power still heals. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, I wanted to go over, I think I have just a little time left here. Um, Psalm 23. Psalm 23 <clears throat> is just on, has been on my heart. And uh, just thinking about such a beautiful psalm with such wonderful provision and promises. And every week on Tuesday, in our prayer time, we pray for the sheep. We pray for the flock. Y'all are the flock. Y'all are the flock of God. <laughs> we pray for y'all. And that's what we call you. <clears throat> because what, where's, where's the scripture? Uh, there's two. Psalm 95, 7 says, we are his people. We are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. And then Psalm 100, verse 3, we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. So he, he looks at it as a sheep. A shepherd is a very uh, good provider. He's a care. He cares over the flock. He just watches. He provides. He takes care. He protects. He makes sure everything is safe for them. That's our shepherd. That's what he does. And he's our shepherd. He said, I shall not want. And the young's literal says, I shall not lack. I like that one. I shall not lack. That's what his will is for our lives. He makes me to lie down in green pastures or restful pastures. He leads me to beside still waters. That waters mean he, he leads us uh, where they're uh, refreshing and life that we partake of. He restores my soul. And I wanted to park on this for a second. I mean, we talk about physical healing in here just most of the time. But our soulish realm is in, included in, in, our, in healing uh, because 
The soulish realm is the mind, the will, the emotions, the emotional realm, the mind that can the enemy can attack. He said he wants to restore that. And that means you take it back to the place that God intended it for it to be. If you know people whose minds are really uh, gotten weak, uh, God wants to restore them to back to the original state of what he intended for them to be. He said he's given us love, power, and a sound mind. Watch it as you grow older. The enemy would like to put memory loss on you or weakness in your mind. Don't receive that. Fight that fight. Fight it. Say, no, 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 no. I have a sound mind. I am not having any type of, of memory loss. I'm not having dementia. I'm not having Alzheimer's. Those are so demonic, and they're defeated. Jesus defeated them. So as you're growing older, be aware of when the enemy's trying to weaken your mind and take away your thoughts or your memory. Say, absolutely not. I'm not having it. No. It just infuriates me to say I have a brother-in-law who is totally gone with his mind. A healthy body, my goodness, he'll probably live to be way in his 90s. His parents did, but his mind is not there anymore. It's such a sad thing. It just takes so much away from the family. His wife, my sister, is just so devastated over it. But he hasn't. He didn't have the knowledge what you're getting. So you're getting knowledge about this. So don't let that happen. Mm -mm. In Jesus' name. <laughs> okay. Restores the soul. I wanted to bring that out tonight because we don't talk a lot about that, or I don't. But that's a part of his... his uh, provision for us it's in it's uh, it will let's go on down um i'll skip to verse five all of it's wonderful you know it you could probably quote it it says you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies there is a table prepared for you and i thought about a thanksgiving table that's probably the biggest table that we ever saw you know as far as fancy food and just an abundance of, of, of food to eat, and delicious things. And, and you look at it, and it's like, wow, what do I eat first? So, but a table prepared for you. And I think that's the part of the, being, of the uh, provision of, of uh, salvation. It's on a table for you. It's not, uh, you know, obscure. It's not hidden anywhere. It's just spread out. So go take it, you know. Just take all you want. Just receive because it belongs to you. Um, and I know this is a familiar scripture as well. Um, I just think it's important that we uh, know that when we pray, when we ask for healing, we believe that we receive it, Mark 11, 24, right then. You don't wait until you feel something different. You don't need faith for that. You need faith for when you don't see it because faith doesn't see, but faith knows. Faith knows. I, the Bible says I've got this when I believe that I receive it. And he said, the having will come, the changes in your body will come, the victory will be seen, but it has to be taken first without any type of outside uh, indication uh, of feeling or, you know, okay, I feel different, I believe I've got it. No, 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 no. You believe you've got it before you have any feelings at all. That's what faith is. Faith knows it, and you will see it. Jeremiah 32, 17, 
I just love this scripture. This is our God. So amazing. He said, Ah, Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. There is nothing too hard for you. Nothing too hard for him. He made the heavens and the earth, and he made everything. He's, he made you. He's a mighty God. And then verse 27 says, Behold, he says, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? So he's just reaffirming. There's nothing too hard for him. I don't care how. You know, the doctors may have told somebody, well, this is really, nobody's ever been cured of this or that you're going to have to live with this. Or That's, no. There's nothing too hard for the Lord. He can fix it. Um, and as you receive your healing that has been granted to you, I love that word, you believe you receive it, you call yourself healed and free, look in the mirror and say, you're healed and free because I've called it done before you see anything. And then be a doer of Proverbs 4, 20 through 22. Keep this word. Keep this word just moving in you constantly, in your thoughts, in your mouth, putting it in your heart. It has to be because this, uh, this is our uh, a weapon for us. A sword of the spirit. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Okay, you have your mouth. You have your ear. Do not let them apart from your eyes. Okay, you have your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. You have your heart, your inner man. For they are life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. Medicine to all their flesh. Beautiful. Oh, so powerful. Every t every that's, that's Proverbs 4, 20 through 22. And then Colossians 2, 7, that we are to abound in our faith with thanksgiving. Just keep things moving. Just keep things moving in your, in your, uh, with your faith. Keep things moving with your confession, with your actions, with expectance. Just continue to thank God. He answers prayer. His power is at work in you. When you receive your healing, when you take it that's been granted to you, don't forget that. It's granted to me. It's a grant. It's mine. And I will not be denied. It belongs to me, and I'm having it. So, praise God. Stay thankful. Just continue to thank him. And uh, you're going to see powerful, powerful movement of his spirit and his working in your life to see you restored and whole and delivered from the things that the enemy has brought against your life. Amen. <laughs> God bless you. Y'all have a good rest of your week. Thanks for listening to this message. For more about The Ark, visit thearkchurch.com.